And now, live from StarWorldWideNetworks.com, welcome to Marketing Money Mindset, bringing you interesting true stories on how clever marketing ideas create money opportunities with a conscious mindset producing impact and success. Together, lover of marketing Elisa Sparks Lane from the Ellen Sparks Agency and certified professional photographer and official photographer of the Phoenix Open, Everardo Kimi, share their experiences on how success is so much more than creating cash flow. True success comes when you nurture your business, body, and brain in order to get the most out of your business and in life. Join the dynamic duo on our journey to success. Ready? Set. Listen. Good morning. Good morning. Welcome back. Welcome back to you. Yeah, it was another fun weekend. I went down to Ensenada for the weekend for a cousin's wedding and uh, party and visiting wineries. And nice. Did you bring the best. puppies this time? Uh, no puppies this time. No. But I saw the cute cookie you had. Yeah, that, that was, didn't last long. No. No. Yeah. Cookies and don't last long around Did me. the new girlfriend show up? Uh, no, unfortunately, she wasn't able to make it. I'm calling it out because it was actually <laughs> yeah. a great post this week. Uh, unfortunately, nice. she wasn't. A whole family wanted to meet her. Um, uh, so next trip, we'll take another trip here pretty soon. Uh, maybe she'll come on the show one of these days. Uh, we should do that. That would be fun. Yeah. All right. Awesome. Um, okay. So I have to say I'm kind of excited about an event that's coming up this month. You know why? I know why. You know why. So Jennifer Johnson from Witnessing Nature and Everything is having Prosecco Brunch Sunday at District at Biltmore, benefiting a new leaf. And uh, you've met Jennifer. She's actually going to be on the show next week as well. Jennifer's awesome. With uh, one of our other sponsors. And um, so definitely listen for that. And it is a free event. Um, There is donation if you'd like to do that. And uh, she's just going to spoil us with Prosecco. And it's actually National Prosecco Day, August 13th. I love these little fake holidays and stuff. Like, did you know that yesterday was like National Guacamole Day? Or National Avocado Day or something like that? No. Yeah, so like every day is like all this like funny little holidays and stuff yeah. like that. I think it's kind of fun. It is kind of fun. It helps. Yeah. All right, so today we have um, the topic of yes. A few weeks ago we had the topic of no, so now it's the topic of yes. Well, it's funny. So the guys in the room don't know. Like, Elisa's first word that she ever spoke was the word no. And so it's, it's a transition. You know, 29 <laughs> years later, she's still working on, like, how to change that around. She's getting there. Mm-hmm. So right. now I'm all about the yes. Okay. Yeah. Well, and it's funny because... Our first guest, Chris McDaniel, actually was the one that helped promote the yes. Um, and it was after seeing everything that he's done in life. Like he's author, children's books, um, traveler. Um, today is his birthday. And he said yes to being here, which was crazy. Also does filmmaking, award-winning filmmaker, poet, philanthropist, and uh, a Kentucky boy. That's most important, by the way. Exactly. I think mom and dad are pretty happy about that one. Well, I love that the website is McSpine. Yes. I need to do something short and catchy and McSpine. It, it handles everything. That really worked. So how, did, I'm how, a big did fan. The, how does it all blend together? Or how did it evolve into, it was chiropractic first and then filmmaking? Or is it just kind of they grew up together? Or uh, I think anything that's creative kind of grows up together. So trying to align human beings and making them right and then trying to tell a story with visuals is it's some weirdly related combo of things i just like doing them both i've always loved everything to do with movies and my parents are the top people on earth of having a conversation with a waitress or something and they're like so what do you want to do after this and she's like oh i want to uh, major in art history and my parents are like so what are you going to do with that besides teach you know what are your interests and she, you know, my, I've heard my parents my whole life say, you can do anything that you want as long as you can afford to do a hobby okay, that good point. You, as a separate job. So, like, everybody loves the movies, but there's only a few people that really make it in the movies. So if you got something else that's your day job and then you can put some time into your passion and then make that, you know, grow, that's the goal. So chiropractic came first strictly as a uh, bill-paying situation. And but I always loved thing. it. A very flexible schedule, I'd imagine. No pun intended. I have the greatest. I love to use flexible there. <laughs> um, Good one. I can't even touch my toes, so I, I don't use the word flexible very often. But, uh, yes, I'm a huge fan of a good schedule, and I work Monday, Wednesday, Friday in the office. So I'm, I'm only three days so that I can concentrate on film the other days. Okay, cool. Well, speaking of flexibility, so our other guest that we have on the show is Drew Gamboa. He's with Fit Gym. Uh, he's a personal trainer, but that word, and I'll let him kind of evolve on that word as far as what personal training or what that word has kind of turned into. But 
uh, he'll help you touch your toes, actually. <laughs> Absolutely, man. <laughs> I think I can help you for sure. Um, but yes, I'm a soft tissue and movement specialist. Um, soft tissue meaning I assess the body from head to toe. Um, soft tissue meaning I work with the muscles, joints, uh, ligaments, tendons, and um, movement being I get you moving, you know, um, get you going. And personal training is kind of the saturated term, and I like to separate myself uh, however I can. So it's interesting because I, I used to hate gyms. And so doctor, care, like I'm the person that I don't go unless I'm hurt. I just, I don't like the idea. So wait, is this the typical gym? Because I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, it's usually kind of a crazy place, but. Well, I'll admit, like my first thought was like gym memberships just don't work for me. To, mm -hmm. to pay and like go show up and be self-motivated with that, no. But it's funny, like with cycling, you know, I could be self-motivated to go be a cyclist and go race and compete. But even then I realized I needed a coach, a trainer, a kinesiotherapist, a dietitian, everyone to kind of like help me win because that's how you're going to survive. And that's when I, um, you know, with Drew, that's one of the awesome things is he's not just one of these person that's slapping you on the butt saying, rah, 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 here's a workout that I cut out from the magazine, go do it. What kind I of do gym was do that? that though. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? Uh, you know, again, movement specialist, uh, my background is kinesiology. Um, so um, I like to assess the body, like I said, from head to toe. Um, my background also being in physical therapy. I've worked uh, as a physical therapist assistant the past four years and got to work under some great physical therapists and see how they um, work and, and see what works best for me. And I've always had the sports performance background, you know, playing football and being an athlete growing up. Um, so finding a nice blend between the two has really been successful for me and as well as my clients, you know, making sure that they're in good body mechanics with everything they do. And if I can give them some tools, you know, to be successful with me as well as what they do in their daily life, um, I think that's what separates um, a good trainer from somebody who just gives somebody workouts and, you know, is yelling at them like a drill sergeant. You know, I try to be um, very upbeat and enthusiastic and have as much fun as we can, you know? And he has a ton of fun. And Chris, I have to imagine with you, it's the same thing. Like some of your part of your job is to fix something, right? But then the other part is also to get the body into like natural positions and then to keep it that way, right? Yeah, I'm a huge fan of what he does, actually. I, uh, I'm, body work is crucial. Letting, letting the body relax and be where it needs to be so that I can do my job is a, a part of chiropractic that a lot of people don't talk about. Some, some chiropractors actually have massage therapists or neuromuscular therapists in their office. I refer everybody out because I've got different specialists all over town, so wherever my patients may live, I can make sure they get good care. But there's no question I would definitely refer to this guy because I know he knows what's going on. Oh, well, I appreciate that, man. And anybody you. that checks out his uh, Instagram page will also know that he really, like, walks the walk. We yeah. did. It was National Avocado Day yesterday, and we did jokingly talk about, <laughs> you know, he, he had uh, a little uh, avocado. I would prefer guacamole and chips, but he puts avocado <laughs> in, his, in, in a shake. Yeah, I make um, sure I have two avocados every day and throw them in my smoothie, smoothies. That's the only way I can have it. What people them. can't see listening to the show is that he is actually a little bit of a green man. <laughs> what people, what people caveman. can't see is... I'm glad that the dynamic duo can focus on me a little bit because he is wearing a shirt. But if you go, <laughs> if you go on his Instagram, there's 24 abs. And as a, as a doctor, I know that there's not 24 abs in the body, but this dude, he knows what's going on. It's the so, avocados. Thank you, man. So yeah, it's so funny. Let I, this dude train you. Trust me. So I took a bunch of photos of him at his gym recently. And, you know, we're, we're setting up the schedule of when we're going to do the photos and the models and who we're going to do and what the stations are stuff. And. So I said, all right, well, let's, let's just have everyone show up at 8. gives time people to, like, settle in. We'll start taking photos at 9. We'll wrap it up by about 11 and then be done. Like, that's enough time to get through all the stations, all the models and everything. Drew's full-on sweated out in the middle of a workout. I'm like, dude, you, we're going to be repeating this thing, you know, doing the photos. He's like, I know, but i got to get my workout in. <laughs> like, and I asked him, like, how often would you work out? He goes, if I didn't have to sleep, I would work out. Wow. Absolutely. So the guy has phenomenal work ethic. <laughs> I think, you know, um, when you find your passion and, you know, you really um, enjoy what you're doing, um, it doesn't become work. And I live in the gym and, and love everything that it has to offer. And I love being able to share that. And, um, you know, it's, it's kind of my home away from home. 
what started it for you? Um, you know, growing up, like I said, I, I grew up playing basketball, football, and, you know, was a um, collegiate athlete and was pursuing my dream in uh, the NFL and got the opportunity to work at some or work out at some great training facilities and under some great trainers um, and learn uh, a, a new perspective on the body. You know, I had a degree in kinesiology and, you know, learned the basic stuff, but getting to see it applied in, you know, a sport environment and see how um, therapists relate what they do to the athletes is really what got me going. And, you know, once I was done with my playing career, I knew that was what I wanted to get involved in. And I've just been running with it ever since. Nice. So where do people find you? And is it like a classroom? Like, give me a little bit of how did you find each other? Like, what's the best place to connect with you? Um, that's a great question. Um, I have my uh, social media up on Instagram as well as Facebook. Um, and you can set up a, a personal uh, consultation with me and we can kind of go over everything uh, from head to toe like I was explaining, you know, find any imbalances or weaknesses and just talk about how we can address them and how we can improve uh, what you already do and, you know, make you more efficient in your uh, movement. So when you find him, it's, um, he works at a fit gym out of Camelback and Scott and 16th street. Um, from there. And what, this is a cool thing I like about Drew too, is he's all personal. And this was one of the things I asked him one day. I'm like, Hey, I was trying to help him set up like a calendar system to like, like help clients book schedules and everything like that. He's got it all in his head. Like, Hey, can you write down like what days you see certain clients and stuff? And just starts rattling off like on a piece of paper, just scribbles out the whole entire week hourly time slots of every single person that comes in had all the variances between what person comes in on Tuesday at two versus the Thursday at three. It just has it in his head. So the kids incredibly smart too. It's funny. Like I, I could never remember, you know, to, to turn in my homework, but you know, <laughs> things like this, you know, it just comes so natural. And, um, it's funny as Everardo was kind of making a joke, like kind of like rain man, you know, I was writing <laughs> it down. He's like, wow, you're going off the top right now. So, so it's fun, like I work out sometimes by myself with him and then sometimes I'm with a group of two or three other people. And what's cool is he's taken us through rotation of intervals and different exercises and I'll let him explain like why you kind of do that. I mean, I know it from like the cycling world, why you do that stuff, but it's fun because as long as with other friends, family members, whoever you're working out with too, you're all being motivated, right? You kind of tease each other a little bit, have fun, you know, a spank on the butt every now and then, a slap on the back of the head type of thing. But the whole entire time, Drew's there motivating you, watching you, correcting you, making sure not just that you're doing the workout, but that you're doing it correctly. And that's one something that really I appreciate and has converted me into this type of like workout is I can go to the gym and start, you know, futzing with a machine. But if I do it wrong, I'm going to really jack myself up. Yeah. Uh, and I've done that before. And then you have to go see And then Chris. I go see Chris, yeah. right? I mean, I've had that where I was stuck in a car did something weird during the drive, I get to Vegas, I can't move. Mm -hmm. I, you know, I'm using a dolly to get to my hotel room, and then I'm cooped up in the bed for a week trying to figure out what did I do, how did this happen, go see one of your, you know, professional associates, and like, okay, cool. Now we got it fixed, now I can move it. Now don't ever do that again. How do I fix that? I want to hear the story about you being stuck in a car on the way to Vegas. <laughs> Yeah, that what's, was um, what's happening there. That was kind of sad. Like I, I pull up to the hotel and then I realize I'm like, I can't get out. And this is when I had this moment of, you know, I think it happened. When I was like maybe 34, 35 years old. I'm like, I am not this old. Uh, but yeah, I had to call in a buddy. We called in the bellhop. They helped me get out of the car. They valeted everything. And then once I got in the room, then we were able to call someone in and help me there. But I, I couldn't move. I couldn't. I was like, I can't show this on radio, but like I'm hunched over and I can't stand up straight. And I think that's uh, a big thing. You know, um, my, my Instagram is Drew Gamboa Fit uh, with two eyes, and the two eyes being uh, integration and uh, interval training. You know, I, I integrate what you do in your daily life. You know, sometimes you have to sit at a, a desk, and I give you things to, to think about posture-wise and um, throughout the day to continue to, to strengthen your body and, and fight back against gravity, which is always working against us and coming down on us and um, if I can show you different ways to um, improve the efficiency of what you already do um, and, and make you uh, stronger and get you more mobile I think um, you know you avoid 
situations like getting stuck uh, in the car. And that's what's been cool since this now. I mean, this was years ago. Uh, actually, not that long ago. Let's not age myself. Um, but since then, like, that's one of the things that drew what I like, too, is like even when I walk into the gym, I'm saying hello, you chit chat for a little bit. And as soon as I walk in, he's like poking me in the back or poking me in the butt. He's like, dude, posture, stand up, do this, do this. And it's that little constant reminder. And by the time you walk out the door, it's like, okay, cool. I got this. Right. Absolutely. You know, I've had clients, you know, say like, I heard your voice in my head, you know, this weekend, you know, get out of my head, you know, squeeze my shoulder blades, keep my glutes tight. Um, and I think, you know, I'm, I'm always making sure uh, you're engaging everything um, because, you know, gravity is something that we can't turn off. And the more we're um, fighting back against gravity, meaning activating our muscles and being aware of our posture, um, you know, we avoid injury and we avoid, um, you know, situations where uh, we're not able to do the things we want to do. Well, and it's fun because, like, my girlfriend goes now. I've taken her, a bunch of our other friends, and we all went to a vacation in San Diego recently, and same thing. We're, like, yelling at each other on the whole trip. So it's almost created this community that now travels along with us. And so we're constantly, like, doing the same thing, like, poking each other in the butt. And, like, Drew, would, Drew wouldn't like that. Don't do that. <laughs> Just squeeze your glutes. Stand yeah. up tall. Awesome accountability. So how young do people start with you? Um, you know, that's a great question. And I think, um, you know, anywhere from – five to 95, you know, if I can hold their attention and I can work with them, I can get them moving. And, and I think that's uh, what separates me from other trainers is I'm able to assess what you do and how you move and just apply, you know, different techniques to make you more efficient in what you already do. Um, you know, so kids playing soccer um, at five years old, um, any sport really getting them moving understanding movement patterns um, all the different ways the the body is able to move and exposing them at a young age um, so they're able to continue with that and I think you know the younger the better um, you know getting them going in schools getting them involved in physical activities um, sets them up for um, success you know down the line um, same question Chris how early do they start with you I mean because I've seen babies on tables I adjusted two pregnant women yesterday so first they start oh. right there and then i've gone to the hospital and actually adjusted moms right before they deliver and i've adjusted brand new newborns oh wow it's a it's a anybody who's seen a chiropractic adjustment of course with brand new babies it's a whole different situation right. there's we don't no cracking and twisting <laughs> no the babies are amazing you, you know you hold a finger right over the spot that's out of place and it just sucks right back in place it's amazing but i've done newborn babies my my little nephew was actually born uh, six weeks premature and his lungs weren't working right so he comes out and they put him in this incubator and he's he's belly breathing no he's chest he's only chest breathing and he can't, they can't make him belly breathe and I sneak in there and I give him this little click click my brother-in-law picks him up and I give him a little click on the neck and he lays down and all of a sudden his belly starts rising and falling rising and falling and the doctor's like what's going on in there what you know what happened with the little baby why is he breathing now so that was five he was five hours old little That's Connor's so first adjustment awesome. Yeah, the, the, the spinal cord is protected, of course, by these little donut-like bones that wrap all around your spine. Our, our skull holds our brain in place. It's the most protection that we have anywhere in our body. That's how important the central nervous system is. And it wants to be aligned. It wants to be straight. It wants to allow peripheral nerves to send messages and signals to all the organs and cells in your body. And it's so easy to go right back in place because it wants to be there. So babies are the easiest by far. So from... From zero to a million. Is but it because adults are fighting it or just the, the bones? Stress. Stress. Musculature. Yeah. Okay. People, like he says, with gravity and daily stress and worrying about things and byproducts of junk that we eat, um, all, all that stuff creates these, these chemical and muscle issues where, you know, spine is just kind of held contorted a little bit and it's harder to move. You know, you say don't look down and then people look down. Right. I get people on the table and the first thing I say is relax so that I can move something. And, of course, they tense up. So I don't know why we all do that. I think there's a fear. I've been adjusted a couple of times, and they always have, relax, breathe. I'm like, <gasps> okay. Maybe a chiropractor took you out in a past life or something. It could have been. It's all been good. Some guillotine situation. We don't know what's happening. <laughs> yeah, let's put that in there. <laughs> I'm just letting everyone know I've never killed anyone on the table. So please good come to. visit us. That's always, that's always a good leading in. <laughs> it's, talk about money marketing. That's what's on top of my billboards. Right. Yeah. I've, oh, never, wow. I've never killed anyone on my table. Clear that up really fast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But people will remember that, though. 
I mean, course. think about that. You of drive down the road, people will remember that. Heck yeah, that's the yeah. dude that doesn't kill people. Right. Yeah. Okay, I so went, talking about on the road, though, like accidents, like I had one, and that's why I ended up at the doctor's. Like, there was definitely some trauma that I didn't even know about. And that's oh. probably something you see a lot because there's a lot of texting and driving that's caused some oh. serious issues on the road. Well, I never text and drive, of course. Good to know. Um, except on days that end in Y. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of people coming in with that trauma because it's almost instant yeah. when we relieve it. As long as, you, as long as you can get a little muscle work and some soft tissue relaxation, I bring you in and pop, pop, pop. People are instantly satisfied. That's our goal. Pop, pop, pop. That's now, take the away end. the trauma. Now, what are the biggest things, and I, this is for both of you guys, like what are the biggest things that we do as people that ruin everything that you just did? Right, so if I come in and do an adjustment right now, you fix me, I walk out of there, I'm feeling great. Sitting, What's the sitting is one thing of the that worst that things that we can do. Really? Our shock absorbers are built into our knees and our ankles, and you know, our arches can absorb five times our body weight. And so we sit down, every single ounce of that gravity is pulling everything from here up right down onto our tailbone. So, so I think sitting... So these new adjustable tables are probably the best thing that oh, yeah. we can invest in. We had a, a sponsor multi-table that actually did that, and I, I have one, I love it. And I'm so glad a, you said that. I used to have a stand-up desk, and it was yeah. nice. Those but, are great. But then I started having feet problems. Oh, really? Yeah, just from standing for so long. So then I had to get, like, one of those extra-absorbent cushion foams to stand on. And it or certainly helps. Blades. Yeah. Just it's, rollerblade around. I can do that, too. Going, That'd be fun. Going back to your question, I think, um, you know, I think after they get adjusted, I, I think that they feel like they're fixed now, you know, and they can go back to doing whatever it is that they were doing and. They don't realize whatever it is that they were doing caused that uh, misalignment. So um, I think you know making sure that they have a, a great awareness of their posture and how they're moving and different ways to move more efficiently um, will will set them up. So hopefully they don't have to go back and see Chris. But um, you know just being more aware of your body and how it's um, you know it, what position it's in for you know, periods of time and, you know, like I said, always taking into account gravity and, you know, the ground, um, it's, it's never uh, budging. So, you know, you're constantly like an accordion, you know, you've got gravity coming down on you and the ground isn't budging. So being able to um, be conscious of your body is, is huge. Cool. Well, let's take a quick break and then we'll go ahead and come back and uh, let's get more into this. What does yes mean? Are you ready for swimsuit season? Let's face it, we all have those pesky areas that are stubborn to diet and exercise. We have just the solution for you. Introducing the FDA approved Ultra Shape Power for powerful fat burning. The Ultra Shape Power is body contouring at its best at 32% fat reduction. The strongest and most effective body contouring device on the market. Painless, no downtime, and you can see the results in as little as two weeks. Call LifeScape Premier to schedule your free consultation with Noel, their very own certified laser specialist and national trainer. Call 480-860-5500 or visit www.lifescapepremier.com to learn more. Are you known for skipping meals while on the go? Are you too busy to eat healthy? Does the thought of meal prep and food shopping leave you desiring a nap? Visit www.witnessingnature.net. Download the app and leave the healthy cooking to us. We provide organic food through personal chef services, meal plans, and cooking classes, prepared at your home or delivered so you can spend time with your valued family and friends. Call Witnessing Nature and Food at 480-813-9065. It's what's in the food that matters. Eat organic. Anyone who's ever sat through a long meeting or presentation knows what it's like to experience information overload. And anyone who's ever led one of these meetings knows the challenge of holding the attention of an audience. In such an information-dense society, this is a real problem when we want our message to be heard. Frame the Message, Inc. is the solution to helping your audience capture and retain information quickly and effectively. 
in a process called live graphic recording, Frame the Message Inc. creates large, colorful illustrations to accompany your presentation and captures the essence of the message of your meeting or event. If you want to avoid hearing this and instead hear this, then bring Frame the Message Inc. to your next meeting or conference. When it comes to delivering a message, you have a choice in how your audience engages. Make the right one with FrameTheMessageInc.com. That's FrameTheMessageInc.com. Looking for your next event photographer? Everardo Kimi Photography is here to help. Everardo is the official photographer of the Waste Management Phoenix Open, an event that hosts over 1 million people, so you can trust him with your event. You deserve a photographer that is professional, experienced, and skilled. You deserve Everardo Kimi Photography. Contact Everardo at everardokimi.com or 480-382-7226 to make your next event picture perfect. Welcome back to Marketing Money Mindset. The place where clever marketing, creating money, and the conscious mindset intersect. With your hosts, Elisa Sparks Lane and Everardo Kimi. All right, welcome back. So today's topic is saying yes. And uh, one of the reasons why we said that was um, after seeing uh, Dr. Chris McDaniel's um, bio, I was like, you say yes to a lot of things. Um, One of the things that actually grabbed me the like just the best was you also do nonprofit work. So you actually created a, an organization and you're giving back to autism. And I mean, that was like, where did that even come from? And well, I wrote a children's book years ago for my little nephew that we just discussed the five hour uh, adjustment. And I wrote a book because I didn't, I didn't like any of the books that they were reading before they went to bed. There was one cool one called the Gruffalo have you ever seen that? That's no. a cool. That's a cool children's book. But I, I, as a poet, I absolutely despised that they did not rhyme. It, <laughs> bo- it bothered me so much that I really couldn't stand it. So I wrote a children's book for my little nephew to go to bed. Then my little niece came along, so I had to write a, a second one, and that's what is about to come out. I got a sequel for the first children's book. Anyway, all these little kids love the children's book, and I felt like I wouldn't have success with this children's book or lots of things if I didn't have these little kids. So why not give back to charities that support children and things that these little kids can't help. So uh, we sell these, um, you know, the little rubber bracelets. We sell these little puzzle bracelets, and we donate the money to Autism Speaks and the St. Jude's Children's Research Hospital and the Childhood Leukemia Foundation, oh. all things that, you know, help these kids that, I mean, not, I don't want to help them just because they buy my books, but, of course, um, I love children, so... And this is through DustyCares.org? DustyCares.org. You can get our little bracelet. I brought you a bracelet. (gasps) Sweet. I love bracelets, and I love puzzles, so it's awesome. You know, the puzzle is the autism little symbol, but that's our little Dusty Cares. Kids love it because the Dusty Cares actually glows in the dark, so they think that's fun. Oh, that is fun. But there's a little puzzle bracelet. And Elisa loves things that glows in the dark. I do. And I'm going to have to get you one. I'm sorry. No, he doesn't. I'll get you all one. (laughs) (laughs) He wants one. Only me. Glow in the dark puzzles are cool. If you can make Prosecco or Champagne or something glow in the dark... You'll never see her again. August 13th. Wow. You never know what's going to happen. <laughs> you never National know. National Prosecco Day. I think it's possible. Well, there is that mystic, isn't it mystic vodka or something that has a little bit of a glow to it? Yeah. Well, we can get those ice cubes that glow in the dark. Okay. That works too. Or we can put a flashlight under any bottle that you want and see? save some money. So creative in this Mad Dog 2020 at 7-Eleven. There you go. <laughs> With a flashlight under it. Well, not if it's in the paper bag, though. <laughs> we take the paper bag out once we get in the car and start okay. driving. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so I don't also, even drink, so that's what's funny about that joke. <laughs> okay, so you're bringing something back that I loved. It was um, We Are the World. Back. You're bringing sexy back, but you're also bringing back We Are the World. It's a documentary, and like, you've We're, got some amazing names attached to this. We now. Are the World is my favorite song of all time. It's an awesome song. Not the more recent Haiti version, which I love Haiti, and people should take care of Haiti, but the original 1985 version yeah. with every huge name of 1985. We love that one. So uh, the 35th anniversary of We Are the World is not until 2020. So I've started a little bit early, um, mainly because some of the people that I'm going after are not exactly young right now. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, I think Quincy Jones is like 90 or something, and he's a legend. So I, I would love to get him and not wait seven years for the you know, 40th anniversary. So uh, I was just in Vegas with Kenny Rogers, who was a legend. 
You know, saw that th- photo. That looks awesome. He throws up this thing at the end of his concert. It's, it's his farewell tour, right? The gambler's last deal, they call it. Oh. So he throws up this video at the end of all the things he's going to miss now that he's not in, you know, touring anymore. And he's got pictures and videos that we would all dream of. I mean, with Michael Jackson, Lionel Richie, everybody. There's the Johnny Carson show, but he's actually sitting behind the desk and Johnny's in the seat. Oh, shoot. I mean, like, you're huge when, like, you show up and you're like, hey, let me take your seat. You know, he's, he is a living legend, truly. Super sweet guy. He's now been in three of my films. Uh, I, orig- I originally met him for a documentary called Music City USA, which was a love letter to Nashville because I'm from about an hour outside of Nashville. And I wanted to show that not just country music is made there. You know, everything, everybody records there. You know, our neighbor, Brett Michaels, up here, he recorded his last three albums in Nashville, and he's a rocker. And Steven Tyler just recorded an album. So it's not, you know, Nashville is everything. So I thought I would uh, expose Nashville a little bit. And, of course, now there's a TV show and a bunch of, really horrible uh, redneck reality shows, but Nashville is a great place. So that was the first thing, met Kenny for that one. And then when he's coming through, uh, Laughlin's three and a half hours away, and I said, hey man, can I come get another interview? And he's like, I would be flattered to be in your We Are The World documentary. So super nice guy, very approachable, fabulous. Everybody is, Kenny Loggins is in this film already. Uh, Huey Lewis coming to town in October. Uh, I've already interviewed him for another film, but I'm gonna put him in We Are The World. Uh, A friend of mine got Billy Joel, some kind of connection to Billy Joel. So I'm going to try to get every single soloist that's actually in that song in this That'd film. That'd be pretty sweet. But I got, I've got time. I've, I started early. Unlike all the rest, which I kind of like rush and last minute and, ooh, I heard Simple Minds are coming to town. Let me start a soundtrack documentary. You know, I, this time I have time. So we're going to load up. But that's the soundtracks one, did you bring up? No, you didn't bring up the soundtracks one. I brought it up. Soundtracks one is even cooler because everybody loves Kevin Bacon and people like that from the 80s. So... I decided to make a film about iconic 80s soundtrack films and why people love them. So I've got Kevin Bacon talking about Footloose, and I've got Kenny Loggins talking about Top Gun and Caddyshack and Footloose, and I've got uh, Billy Bob Thornton talking about nothing to do with 80s soundtracks. Uh, when you, <laughs> Sounds you, like Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> when you get Billy Bob, he, he talks about whatever he wants to talk about. It's so funny. I go, you know, what, what do you think? What's your favorite iconic soundtrack? And I, I always want to focus on soundtracks, not scores because I'm really into the songs, and I love scores, but there's another documentary about scores. And he goes, I'll tell you the truth. I don't like songs in movies. I was like, wow. <laughs> well, I'm so glad that we set this interview up, Billy Bob. <laughs> um, but he, he's super nice. Super nice. I mean, he, he's a musician. You know, he comes, his uh, band is the Box Cutters or something like that, and he's very, very talented. Okay, does anyone say no to you? Because I well, can't even let's imagine. let's talk about saying yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> here's what's happened. Here's what happens at, you go to film, you go to, she, her first word was no, and she, she wants to focus on this no thing. On that, I just right? help and, it just came to and she's like, lining up the series of topics for the month, and she picks no before yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean that's like a subliminal well, thing, right that there. Was my first word. Well, that was her first word. Yeah, it just makes I sense. No, but yeah. yes yeah. should be her next word always. Um, so let me tell you about yes. I do this thing at film festivals where people, the country music movie Nashville. I call it the country music movie, but it's everything. And people go, I have a question. Did you try for Carrie Underwood? Did you try for Garth Brooks? Of course. If you've got the Oak Ridge Boys and you know, Kenny Rogers and the Judds and Travis Tritt and Vince Gill and all these people, of course I tried for the bigger people. They all said no. Um, unfortunately, I go back in there. I'm the, I'm the, the reason I'm perfect for this topic today is because I am so relentless with these people. Um, it's almost, I think I scared uh, John Travolta the other day. I was on Channel 3 with Scott Passmore, right? And I go, they go, why are you so good at getting these people in your movie? And I said, because I hide and get people. I'm like, it's John, it's John. I was like, I know, I know the, the call letters on the back of John Travolta's plane. If I see that thing touch down, I'm in the bushes. <laughs> and they thought that I was joking, but I'm dead serious. Yeah. When we first started talking about this interview, I was going to UB40 because I was like, they had a huge song in the movie Sliver. I'm just going to get UB40. I didn't. It was a great show, but I didn't get them. But... I typically stalk people until I get them. It's, it's, hor- it's a horrible thing to admit, but that's what you got to do. Do you remember UB40? Uh, wise Men Say? Yeah. yeah. That's Only Fools Rush In, but that's the layman's version. Yeah, uh, that's their version. Red Red Wine. That's the song that I played for my junior prom date when we were dancing in the driveway. Wow. Yeah. Only Fools Rush In? Yeah. How appropriate, huh? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> so Symbolic. flip the question on you, though. What's your favorite soundtrack? Oh, it's so hard. You know, I'll, let me tell you about scores first. I love anything that Danny Elfman has ever done. He was the lead singer of Boingo Boingo. Then he went into film and did 
every single Tim Burton movie and all kinds of amazing things, but I was always a Boingo fan. So any of the 80s movies that have a Boingo feel, like Breakfast Club, uh, 16 Candles. Oh, I'm a great. huge Goonies fan. Yep. I'm a monster Goonies fan, so uh, I love Cyndi Lauper and things like that. But I, I've told people that have asked this question, I can't pick one. I would be lying if I picked one. You know what I really love, and this is crazy? I love Dream a Little Dream, and I love Cocktail. I love oh, both of these. A good one. Yeah, cocktail's, cocktail's a great one. one. And the lead singer of Starship, uh, Mickey Thomas, who sings like three versions of Dream a Little Dream, and then also sings Wild Again on the Cocktail soundtrack, he's in this film. And he's like a soundtrack legend. He's got a song in uh, the theme song of Wet Hot American Summer. He's got uh, Sarah is in some movie. He's got Mannequin theme song. Like, he was a great get and one of the nicest people you will ever talk to. When I was first building up my music collection, I would buy from like BMG or Columbia House, like most people do, right? And you'd buy the soundtracks of these things because I wanted the best songs from all the different artists and all the different things. Problem was, is like sometimes it would be the studio recorded version of it and not the version that they actually ended up using in the film. Like they actually used a different version. I'm like, damn it, I want that one. But still, it was a great way to build a collection because you are. You're cherry picking. You're getting the best of everything. You're getting this wide dynamic range of all these different things and all the different emotions and everything that go through the movie. And then I'm a movie fan anyway. So then it's like the, it triggers that memory like, oh, yeah, here's where we took off on the motorcycle down the street. And here's where he did this. And here's where he's doing this. And What's your favorite soundtrack? I don't have one. It's a tough question. It's like one of my favorite games. Like if you're in like a road trip or something and a song comes on, you're like, hey, what movie is this? Oh, yeah, it's that one when the, this person is doing that, you know? What's um, your favorite soundtrack? My favorite? This is you important. know, like I feel bad. Like you're naming all these movies and guys. I'm like, oh, dude, I'm born in the 80, like 86, so I don't really know all those. But my favorite soundtrack um, to a movie Probably Pulp Fiction, dude. Yes. Like, Great oh. soundtrack. Exactly. I mean, like, all of those songs like fit every scene. So it was, it's Great one of my soundtrack. favorite movies for so for sure. It's a great soundtrack. Elisa, what's yours? I have to I have to agree. Pulp Fiction's one of my top and then probably Top Gun. Oh. Okay. Just to have some fun. They're both great soundtracks. Yeah. The reason I made this movie, by the way, is because I wanted stories that people have never heard before, and Top Gun has like the best story because Kenny Loggins was not the writer or the original singer for Danger Zone. They go, to this, they go to this place called the Cattle Call. I don't know if you know how this is done, but here's how it's done. They show the movie to songwriters. If it's, if it's not a song that they're going to just purchase, if they want an original song, they show the movie, all these songwriters are in this room, and they watch it and they go, I want to write for that scene. I want to write for that scene. So Kenny Loggins, who had been very, very intelligent with his soundtrack work up until then, knew that if you say, oh, I'm going to do the love song, that they've probably got something in mind already. So like it was Berlin, you know, take my breath away. So he didn't write a love song. He wanted the volleyball, yeah. you know, playing with the boys. Yeah. He's like, we got Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer half naked, and I'm going to write the song that goes over that, that scene. So he's in the studio recording, playing with the boys for the volleyball scene because he's like, that's our way on the soundtrack. And what he thought was that Toto had turned down Danger Zone. They offered Danger Zone Toto and turned it down. The truth is it was actually offered to Starship. And Grace Slick said, I don't want to do a war song. So he believed, for, until I interviewed him, he believed that it was Toto that allowed him to get Danger Zone. It was actually Starship that had turned it down. So he's in the studio doing Playing With The Boys. They said, we need a song for the, to put in the trailer. Come over and do Danger Zone. So one of his biggest songs on this planet was not intended for him, and he totally accidentally fell into it. So this whole movie is you know, cool little stories like that that nobody knows. That's pretty sweet. Wow. I love I hearing love those things when you know, it just falls into your lap. And it's funny, so our producer, Ed, is over here shaking his head because he's such a huge music fan. He's like, yes, I, yes, that, that. Ed has, like, the thing, like, cocktail, and, like, he, Ed has been right there with me on all these things. Yeah. So I, might I will give, never do trivia with Chris. We will take you down. That is so true. <laughs> I might give Ed my cupcake because oh. he's, so, he's so in tune with me. Yeah. He did try to steal it earlier. He did. I noticed that. Lisa <laughs> was very back. sweet. She brought me a cupcake for my birthday. Yes, and before I even shook Ed's hand, he had this thing in his pocket. So yeah. I, <laughs> he's like, oh, mine. He did. So the one that kind of tunes to my heart, though, is Blood into Wine. Blood and Wine's a great movie. How did that all come about? Great movie. We did, uh, two friends of mine and I, we did a documentary called The Heart is a Drum Machine, where we were interviewing people to ask about why music is so important to people. We all have a soundtrack to our lives. We all have things we want to listen to driving on the road. We all have things during the workout. Like, there's a different song. The workout song and the driving down the road song are two different yeah, songs. Totally. So, you, so we've all got this you know, different thing for different. So we thought we'd ask different people what their music preferences were and what they loved. And interviewed 
tons of people throughout, you know, from Fishbone to Parliament G-Funk. You know, we interviewed all kinds of people. And in town, a couple of local artists, we interviewed uh, Jim Atkins from Jimmy Eat World. And we went up north and interviewed Maynard James Keenan from Tool, Pussifer, Perfect Circle. And we interviewed him at a vineyard and we just had just learned that he's making wine now. So here's a guy that's got Grammys and he's got like 40 million records and he's all this stuff. And all of a sudden he's making wine and his wines are competing with other wines and they're winning. So we're like, dude, this guy, everything he touches turns to gold. We got to do a movie about this guy. So my, my buddy, uh, another producer, he basically begged him with email and phone calls for like a year to let us do a movie about that. And after a year, he finally caved, I guess, was scared of us and said, okay, you can do the movie. So we did Blood and Wine. We followed him around for like 14 months, the life of a grape, yep. from planting to bottling. We wanted to get everything, and then all of his concert dates in the middle and everything that goes into being a winemaker in the harsh deserts of Arizona. Blood and Wine was uh, Maynard's idea, the blood, sweat, and tears that goes into growing grapes in the desert. So it's not a Catholic thing. No, so. and that's what I love about it. Is yeah. that, so right now I'm studying my, for my sommelier exams, and oh. then actually today after the show, I'm heading down to Wilcox. I'm working at a winery down there at LDV Winery, and we're bottling wine today. So Very for cool. the rest of this week, we're, we're bottling wine. We're taking the wine out of the barrels, putting them into the bottles. Uh, and, awesome. I, and I love that story. Of it. And that was this weekend down in Ensenada. Like, had to go visit the wineries down there because it's becoming such a big boom of an economy down there. And it's just amazing to see, like, you've got the farmer who's got, like, the trailer, and he's making wine out of a barrel on the back of the trailer behind it because that's all the money he's got to start. But it tastes just as good as the guy that's got 500-gallon oh, stainless steel. Yeah, whatever. phenomenal. And the guy who has, like, a $3 million facility over there, it's because of the passion that goes into it. And, you know, and it kind of goes like what you guys said at the beginning of the show. It's Or like what Drew said, too, is, like, when you have a passion for something, it, it, it's just going to show through. Right. And, and it's going to survive because of that. Passion will always trump talent. Always. And he's very passionate about it because his family, all the way from Italy, you know, he's got these amazing recipes for not only the winemaking, but also food. And he just opened a, I don't know if you follow Maynard at all or what he's doing, but in Cottonwood, he just opened up this little pasta restaurant. Yes. Where his wine is there. And it's amazing. All the recipes are his great grandparents, except for the uh, prickly pear mac and cheese which is his, and it's the purple noodles. Like, it is absolutely delicious. So I've had lunch up there a couple times. Uh, he's an amazing cook himself, believe it or not. It's a very cool It's now thing. become the Maynard Show. Yeah. It's called <laughs> anything. You're going to Wilcox. He's got property down there. So, yeah. So Most uh, of the wineries do in Arizona. So they split between Cornville area uh -huh. and Wilcox area. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. Or a combination of the two. So. That's neat. All right, Chris, when do you sleep? I slept like three hours last night. So you really don't sleep? I really don't. an amazing life you're leading. I really do not. I hardly sleep. I mean, I went to Laughlin for this. I worked, I saw patients till 7 on Friday. And then early morning, I drove to Laughlin on Saturday. Then I drove to Vegas because I was trying to stake out uh, Olivia Newton-John. <gasps> I've, I've been communicating with her manager quite a bit. And now she just recently got sick again, unfortunately. Yeah. So, you know, thoughts and prayers to Olivia. But uh, when she's better, uh, next time I'm in Vegas, I'm going to get her. But her manager, Michael, has been very nice about communicating with me and telling me no, mm. unlike the topic of this show. Yes. Yes. Well, like, you yes. don't you don't sleep much. Drew doesn't sleep much. I'm, same thing. Like when we're going through the whole calendar thing with him, you know, he starts workouts and he has clients that'll start at five thirty in the morning, and his last one ends around seven thirty ish, something like that. And then he goes home. All, you know, mm. the nights that he has or the weekends that he has with his daughter, or something he's with her. I'm like, dude, when do you sleep? He's like, I don't know. I'll sleep when I need to. Like, yeah, I'm kind of like a vampire, you know. Don't, well, I'm he like does a have the sunglasses walker, on right you know? now. Yeah, sure. <laughs> well, he asked me about that on the drive, and he's like, dude, is it okay that I do this? I'm like, you're on radio, dude. It's fine. <laughs> it's bright in here you know i got a, a man next to me he's a beast so <laughs> i just have rainbows coming out of my eyes <laughs> wow okay so how do you get people to actually say yes to 5 30 you know it's funny like they approach me like so how early do you get there i'm like uh you know i get there like seven They're like oh i go to work at 6 30 like okay well what time you know can you be there at five um, and that's kind of just how it started, you know, um, when one person would leave, it was kind of like the next person just so happened to fall right into that next spot. So um, it's worked perfectly for me. You know, I love staying busy. And uh, like I said, you know, it's my passion. So um, I get up excited. Um, I work with really cool people um, and they're very passionate about what they do and they get excited about uh, the workout. So, you know, it makes it fun. You know, I do have my last person around seven. 
Um, and then I get home and make sure I see my daughter before uh, she goes to bed. But, um, you know, she for sure drives me. And um, I love working with my clients and, and seeing them, um, you know, hit their goals. And, you know, being able to be a part of that, you know, gets me going, too. Does your daughter work out with you as well? Yeah, it's funny. You know, she has perfect posture right now. I'm always making sure, she, yeah. I'm like making sure she lifts. You know, I put a little belt around her waist, mm -hmm. you know, make her drag stuff. How around. old is she? No, I'm just kidding. No, I mean, awesome. We're going to watch this. Can we have a video of it? It's funny, though. You know, she comes and visits me every now and then at the gym, and she's like, I work out, Daddy. You know, she, mm -hmm. like, kicks around the little med ball and picks up the little two-pound weights and throws them around and stuff. But, um, yeah, you know, I, if I can, you know, it's funny, you know, babies – naturally um, have good posture and they walk correctly um, you know it isn't until you know they stuff shoes on our feet and uh, you know sit us in chairs in school you know where we have to sit and um, you know if I can just keep her uh, with her natural instincts and keep her going you know she's a she's a beast she's full of energy and um, she loves sports and playing with her cousins so um, yeah, she definitely works out she gets that from me for sure it's funny on his Instagram feed, you'll see tons of photos where she's just like wailing on him, like jumping <laughs> on him. Like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, um, how old is she? She just turned three in oh. July. Yeah, wow. she's awesome. She's um, full of energy. And um, Everardo's niece, my my cousin, um, she has a four-year-old uh, son and a two-year-old boy. Um, and so she's right in between them. So she, she kind of gets to push both of them around and boss both of them around. And um, she's... She's getting tougher every day, so it, it's really fun to, to be a dad and be a part of, uh, you know, a human development. It's really cool. It's fun to watch you talk about it. It's like lights you up. Oh, for it's sure, It's just man. so fun she's to have so that inspiration. Awesome and she's full of energy, and, you know, I, I can't, um, you know, ever say, you know, uh, I need to rest um, because, you know, I can be out there doing more, and, and I want to give her more, and she's for sure a driving, driving factor in my life. Well, both of you said how much family has influenced you, too. It's almost like that has caused you to be yeses in life. Totally. And, um, you know, some of my first clients at my, my, my facility were my family. You know, my, my godparents are working out with me. Everardo's working out with me, my mom. Um, you know, and they all say, you know, wow, you know, I really see this passion in you now. And um, it's so cool. You know, we, we knew you were going through school. We knew you were doing this and that. And to really see it in action, you know, we feel it. Um, and I think, you know, before you can start um, branching out and reaching and touching other people, you have to be able to touch those around you and make sure you're making a influence, positive influence on their life. And, um, you know, having that strong support at home is, is huge for me, for sure. It's Nala working out and avocados. That's, that's how it goes <laughs> for him. basically, yeah. I hope this so is sweet. an avocado cupcake. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to tear into this thing. I will add some guacamole to it before I eat it. Healthy fats, man. That's good. <laughs> be part of working out, you get an avocado at the end. So, Lisa, when did you turn to start learning the word yes? When did you start learning how to Just do? this year. Yeah. yeah. What changed it? No, I should... Um, Actually, I think I learned it early on. My dad was probably the biggest influence on the yes. He was an entrepreneur growing up. Um, seeing him just live life to the fullest was really what inspired me to just be like, I have to be one too. And I'm the only one out of the family that actually turned into an entrepreneur, and it's definitely because of my dad. So there's just that love for my dad, and every time I accomplish something, I go running up to dad. I'm like, Dad, look what happened. And he's like, yeah, keep it up. And then mom's like, wait, really? And she's more of the cautious one. So, so it's always a little bit of a balance. Were you a daddy's girl then? I still am. Yeah. yeah. And I'm the youngest. So I'm always like, no, I'm the favorite. <laughs> and uh, yeah, my siblings love me. Um, but it's, it's fun to be yes. I think there's times where I, I don't want to go to the gym or I don't want to do what the chiropractor says. Because it's definitely living into those moments of continually showing up and saying yes to life and doing the stuff that actually scares me that really just elevates my game every time. Well, and it's interesting. So in the same show where we were talking about no, and it was, you know, we had a gentleman that was very passionate about his thing too. And he said the same thing. He's like, I hear it all the time. He goes, but I've almost learned to just ignore it. And he goes, I just don't even really hear it. I don't really hear the word no. I just am waiting for them to say yes in that sentence. You well, got to tune it out. Even in the show, it was almost like get to the no faster because there's something that's lacking mm -hmm. in the message. Either you didn't, you know, come across with enough passion or there wasn't enough information there or something was missing. 
but it's getting to wait did you hear me correctly like did you really see what was available here and um that actually really propelled me too to be like well you know obviously there's a yes that has to come out of this at one point but most people will say no because there's only so many hours in a day but um realizing that there's something powerful coming out of the yes. Like you jumped out of a plane, which I thought was probably one of the coolest images you've had on your, your... Yeah, but it's because my mother decided at 64 years old, having never jumped out of a plane, that she was going to do it and uh-huh. wanted to do it with a family member. So my sister's a definite no, and my dad says, are you joking? <laughs> so I jumped out of a plane. I always thought it would be cool, but wow. I had not done it yet. If you get to 40-something and you don't do something you really, really want to do, you're probably not going to do it. Yeah. Mom says, let's jump out of a plane. So I jumped out of a plane, but let's please blame my mother for her. <laughs> her I said yes. I say you post her picture next because that's pretty cool. She, you know, let me tell you something. What's crazy is she, her, I took, there's a video. You know, they do a little GoPro. Her, she's smiling from oh. ear to ear when she jumps out. Like I'm screaming like I'm going to die right now. She's smiling and never breaks her smile the whole way down. It's, her video is absolutely amazing. It really, she, she is a yes person. My, the, the whole, you know, you talk about the not hearing the word no. I was going to tell you, at film festivals, people ask me, did you get, did you try for Garth Brooks, blah, blah, blah. I asked like 400 people, because like producers, musicians, agents, I asked 400 people to be in Music City, and there's 70 people. So you got to be thankful for the one-fourth that said yes, and you can't ever think about the no's. There's always going to be no's. Yeah. Always going to be no's. I got 20 rejections on my first poetry book, you know, until one publisher said, oh, this is how you should do it. You know, it's, there's, no, there's always no's. Well, and and to translating us. into the business world, that's one of the first rules is you just have to ask. You just have to ask for the deal, right? Keep asking. Because then again, what's the worst thing they say is no. Okay, well, why did you say no? Is yeah. it because of budget? Is it because of timing? Is it because of this or whatever? Don't sit there and pound features down their throat. Just find out what the no is. Once you find out that is, once you find out their pain. And maybe I can fix it. Yeah. And bring a yes out of them. That's what we do. I think, you know, some of people's biggest fears is the fear of commitment and they'll they'll even admit that you know I have I, I can't commit to those kind of things or I can't commit to, to doing that and uh, yes is a commitment you know when people say maybe or I don't know or I'll try you know it's like yes or no man yeah. and um, when when you say yes that's making a commitment and when uh, when you when you back out on that you know it, it feels so much worse than actually doing what you said yes to and um, you know being confident in yourself and you know making sure you're um, aware of what you're committing to and saying yes to and and going with it you know every opportunity that presents itself you got to roll with it and not trying you just said it when you said they try you know trying is never going to get done right I tell everybody my sister hates when I tell my niece and nephew try means fail And, and the truth is if you I don't mean don't try I just mean if your goal is over here Try until you complete it. Yeah. You know, Just try, get there. Try means fail. It's kind of like meatloaf being asked, you know, will you love me forever? Yes or no? Right? <laughs> Meatloaf's going to be in this movie, by the way. Oh, sweet. <laughs> he is. His, uh, his agent represents uh, Sammy Hagar, who we've already put Sammy in the film. Sammy, believe it or not, had a, a song on Footloose, and nobody ever talks about it. But Wow, look at Ed, that. He's all Ed, excited. Ed's the spot. So, and he, he told me in the interview, one of these behind-the-scenes things, that the most money he's ever made on a song is from Footloose, wow. and nobody talks about that song ever. But but the uh, I guess the deal they had on the on that soundtrack was everybody gets an equal share. So it's not like Footloose oh, makes the most money. Brilliant. Um, and yeah, I'm just a, I'm a huge fan of not trying and actually doing. You know, uh, talk about saying yes. I'm I'm here today because I'm not out of town for my birthday. So I'm celebrating with you guys my avocado cupcake, and that's fabulous. But one of my best friends in the world is a guy named Sebastian who I went to school with, and he's in Puerto Rico. And he said. Hey, bro, I'm having a 40th birthday party, bro. And he says, do you want to come down and celebrate our dual birthdays? Mine's the first, his is the second. So on That's Thursday, yes. I said, of course it was yes. And, you know, both of us, if he's not in the gym, mm-hmm. you know, spotting somebody or patting them on the bottom, or if I'm not <laughs> popping people on the table, we're not making money, right? So it's a <laughs> commitment to leave, yeah. you, know, you know, what pays the bills. So I didn't even hesitate. I was like, yes, well, I'll book my ticket right now. I was on the road on a family trip, and I booked my ticket on the phone, on, on my phone because – Going to Puerto Rico for six days for your birthday, that's a yes. Yeah. Every day of the week, twice on Sunday, that's a yes. So you got to say yes. Well, like you said, when people are on the deathbed, they're not sitting there talking about how much hours they worked or other things. They're talking about the places that they didn't go or that they wanted to go. And why not? They, they just didn't say yes, right? And I just saw something where Warren Buffett had a quote where he never remembers 
what he was doing to miss one of his kids' plays or something, yeah. but he always remembers what he missed that they were doing. So, you know. Chris, but, you had a great quote. It's in your bio. It's, live the dream because the alternative is a nightmare. And that is brilliant. Brand new. It's, it's two days old. It's, it's awesome. It's thanks to a Facebook uh, you know, feed, people, somebody said, <laughs> somebody said, man, you're living the dream. I said, yeah, because the alternative is a nightmare. And it's and then so I, true. I sent it to her. I thought, I said it, so yeah. I might as well claim it. That's awesome. Okay, so Drew, you said something brilliant too, like keeping your commitment. And um, I'm a big component of that because I think once you make a promise, like keeping your word is just shows integrity. And Absolutely. I think most people are so easily getting out of situations or working their way around it. But there is such an honor that I give to people that actually, like, just say something and complete it. It's it's definitely like just try until you get there. Totally. You know, the the biggest excuse I get is, oh, well, I don't have enough time, and it's like, well, you know, you only get twenty four hours. Uh, Sleep less. You know, I got twenty four. I yeah. got the same amount of time, and and it's what you do with your time. You know, um, so so many uh, of my clients, uh, you know, they go home and they watch TV for a couple hours, or you know, they they're not reading or they're not engaging in all the things that they're wanting to do outside of the gym, you know, and they, they spend so little time with me and expect that little time to, um, you know, produce these big results. And it really has to become uh, your lifestyle and the way you are, um, you know, you say yes to, to everything. You know, I, I'm not afraid to talk to anybody and any opportunity that presents itself to me, you know, I'm going to, um, definitely evaluate it, and you know if it sounds good, I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go with it. You know, it presented itself to me for a reason. So, um, you know, just thinking positively and and committing um, to something whenever you say you're gonna do it is huge, not only for um, yourself but you know internally, um, and it helps you with growing for sure. Well, and just to clear something up, because sometimes my kids listen in, it's not say yes to everything, but definitely know who you are. So that you can answer that as a yes or a no. Sure, definitely evaluate. Yeah, let you me. know, consider what's going on because I think sometimes we say yes and it's like, wait, why did I say yes? Like I'm trying to please someone else or right. like know who you are. Like know deep down, like sure. this is meant for me. Like and I'm so, gonna make that move or I'm gonna make that work or I'm gonna open this business because it it really does call the person that's inside out. And oh. don't do it because of fear or don't don't not do it because of fear. Do it because it's really firing you up and that passion just like glows out. And that's what inspires others around you. So I am so appreciative of both of you making the time to be here and just showing up like you did and just being yeses in this world on your birthday, you know, just missing workout time and the avocados and just (laughs) making it all work because it just really inspires me to have people like you on the show. And I really appreciate it. Thank you for having us. Guys, thank you very much. So this is a perfect way to end that show is we all just go out and say yes now. Yes. 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 Happy birthday, Chris. Thank you so very much. Enjoy. It was thank a pleasure. You, you. And uh, yeah, go travel, have some fun, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace. Peace. Peace.